I was lying in my bed in a mosquito net <laughs> and in the background I heard this drum beat and I kid you not, I mean, it was pitch dark outside um, and I had a torch, so I decided, well, I can't sleep now anyway. I want to find out where this music is coming from. This is evolutionary neuroscientist Bronwyn Tarr. It was her first night in a remote area of Brazil on an island at the mouth of the Amazon. And I picked my way through the the um, mango trees, passed a few buffalo along the way through this little dusty road and found this throbbing haven of bright light and colors where a whole bunch of, of students and youths were, were dancing. Tar studies how dancing affects our brains. She was in this remote area of the Amazon jungle to run an experiment. But on this night, before her experiment even began, she got to experience the very thing she studies firsthand. And so they, you know, they came up to me and they started talking to me. And, and I, in my broken Portuguese, said, you know, no, sorry, I, I don't, I'm just here to watch. And, and he said, no, no, come and join. And he pushed me into the circle. Tar is a postdoctoral researcher at Oxford University. Her research is designed to help answer a fundamental question about how and why dancing together in groups evokes certain powerful feelings in people. It examines a feeling that she describes as... That feeling that you get when you find yourself in a surprising and yet perfect moment of oneness with others and, and, and in the presence of music. And it's something that I've experienced and I experience every time I dance. And I, I got chills, you know, and I'm getting it now even as I describe. Why does it have that intense effect on people when, when they engage with others through music and dance? And, she asks... What can that feeling tell us about why dance first evolved? Dancing is something that we see in almost every human culture. Yet, we are the only animals that do it that make synchronized movements to music together. But we can't go back to the dawn of the human species to see what was happening during the very first dance party. Instead, evolutionary biologists and neuroscientists run experiments to understand how dancing affects us today— and by studying the physiology and psychology at work, they hope to better understand why in the world dancing became so important to our species in the first place. TAR's Brazil experiment was designed to study how dancing together affects social bonding. Studies have shown that exercising in groups can release feel-good opioid hormones called endorphins. In other words, moving together releases chemicals in our brains that make us feel good and help us develop trusting relationships with the people around us. But it wasn't clear if that bond was just caused by exertion, you're all sweating together, or if there was something special about the synchronized movement of dancing together. TAR's experiment aimed to separate these two variables, exertion and synchronization. She worked with a group of local high school students. They learned three very basic dance moves. And of course, they had an immense amount of fun doing this. We'll get to what she found in a minute. But first, a little more about why scientists are trying to understand what happens when we dance together. Tar's work is part of a whole slew of research inspired by Robin Dunbar. He's an evolutionary psychologist at Oxford University and studies social bonding in primates. He's been working for decades to understand a pretty big question. How did music and dance evolve? He has a theory. In primates in general, uh, social grooming is obviously hygienic, but in the end, 
what it's really doing for them is creating this sense of uh, bonding, which is actually produced by the fact that grooming kicks the endorphin system in the brain into action. So you get flooded with this sort of feel-good factor and you feel warm and cozy towards whoever's grooming you. Here's the basic gist of Dunbar's theory. Primates are social animals, meaning they make friends, platonic relationships outside of their families. A chimpanzee makes friends by grooming other chimps. They do this by picking bugs out of each other's fur. It's a way to keep clean, but it's also kind of like an ape version of a nice back scratch. It stimulates the release of endorphins, those feel-good, bonding brain chemicals. And it turns out that all this grooming isn't just for relaxation. Researchers have found that it helps hold chimp society together. The more one chimp grooms another, the more likely they are to help each other out in times of need. The amount of time you invest in grooming one individual uh, determines how active the endorphin system is and in turn how strong the bond between the two of you actually is. We do not have infinite time in the day. Uh, So the amount of time you've got to spare for social activities limits the number of bonded friends you can actually have. Because grooming is a one-on-one activity, primate societies are kind of limited in how big they can be. But human social groups are much larger than any other primate social groups. So the theory goes that we must have had some way to build relationships with more than one person at a time. So although we do grooming in the form of stroking and patting and petting and so on, nonetheless, we found various ways of triggering the endorphin system on a group level scale. One of those, and a very effective way of doing it, is dancing. Dunbar's lab, Bronwyn Tarr is one of his postdocs, has published several recent experiments that support this idea that singing or dancing together in groups triggers the endorphin system and helps people develop large cooperative support networks. Dunbar's theory was first put forth in 1993. Since then, his lab has been amassing scientific support for it. There are, of course, quite a few other hypotheses about how dance and music evolved. For example, that it helps us attract mates. But Dunbar stands by his theory because he says that early humans weren't having trouble finding mates, but were having trouble expanding their group sizes. A new mechanism to accomplish this would have offered a big advantage. So, back to Tar's experiment in Brazil. This is the music the students danced to in the experiment, by the way. Tar found that synchronized movement, doing the same dance steps at the same time, did appear to increase social bonding. She did this a couple of ways. First, she and her team measured students' pain threshold, which is a common proxy for endorphin levels. Endorphins help us withstand pain, so measuring pain threshold is a good stand-in. The researchers also surveyed the students about their randomly selected dance group. The results? This bonding effect was more pronounced when they did the dance moves with lots of exertion, jumping around the room together. But this bonding effect still held, even when they did the synchronized movements calmly while sitting down. And the students moving in sync reported that they also felt closer to one another. Tars Brazil experiment, published in Biology Letters, is among the most recent to look at this idea, that dance may be related to building human social groups. As she explains, 
dance and music making, we theorize, is one such activity that stimulates endorphin release and then results in this activation of this pleasure-pain circuitry. In other words, bonding. And Tarr says that many evolutionary biologists think that this kind of bond would have been important for early humans to form the large-sized cooperative communities that have spread throughout the world. But ancient history aside, the research shows that this kind of communal dancing can certainly be valuable for modern-day humans. If you synchronize and you exert yourself, both of those things together collectively add to this positive effect on pain threshold and in fostering closeness. But you don't have to exert yourself. You can even just do small movements in synchrony. So you don't even have to break a sweat to feel the benefits. Just moving in sync with a group has a bonding effect. But as Tar's work suggests, breaking a sweat only makes those social bonds stronger. So even if you feel like you have two left feet, it might be worth your while to suck it up and join in the dance. You may leave with new friends. I'm Katie Burke. Jagmeeth Mack served as associate producer. This production is part of the STEM Story Project, distributed by PRX and made possible with funds from the Alfred P. Sloan Foundation. Teach you, 